welcome to the Private Client Risk and Resilience Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. My name is Kurt Turnison, and I am your host. Risk is everywhere, and in the private client space, it is magnified. The obvious reason for this is the incredible sums of money being spent on homes, art, jewelry, yachts, and other property. In addition, deep pockets make attractive targets for criminals. Also, lifestyles that include multiple homes, global travel, celebrity status, and business endeavors all come with their own set of risks. This show will help successful people feel more confident with regard to the risks in their personal lives and businesses by providing insights and education about the unique risks this segment is exposed to. Whether you are a private client yourself or provide a valuable service or advice to them, this podcast will help you understand private client risk and give you the tools needed to be more resilient to a loss. In today's episode, we'll be talking about personal risk management and how it can improve your resilience to a loss. Personal risk management starts with a frame of mind that puts an emphasis on protecting something from harm through thoughtful preparation and planning. This is not a passive strategy. It is one that takes time and effort to implement. I remember growing up, one day my father came home with a package, and in the package was uh, a chain-linked ladder, uh, one that you could attach to a window frame and throw out the window and then you could get out of a second story window. Uh, so I remember, you know, he explained it to me and that, uh, you know, if there was a fire or some other situation where I couldn't get out, uh, the normal egress, that this ladder would be an alternative to that. Uh, and so this was one of my first experiences with risk management. And I'm sure many listeners have had similar experiences. Now, every risk management plan is different because it's based on a unique set of factors dictated by a a person's lifestyle and asset base. For example, a person who owns a $2 million home in Connecticut with two cars will have a very different risk management plan from a person who has the same asset base, but their home is located on the coast of Florida. Now, consider the person who owns both those homes and has a condo in New York City. Each new asset and risk factor brings a new set of risks that need to be added to the personal risk management plan, and a strategy should be developed to mitigate any new risks. Someone who has a personal risk management mindset will understand and value the need to mitigate risk and will be willing to dedicate resources to this endeavor. They will understand that their plan is not static but instead it is dynamic and changes with every new purchase, change in behavior, and life change. The following characteristics and behaviors are characteristics of having a personal risk management mindset. First, have a focus on loss prevention strategies. Second, develop a willingness to invest time and money into strategy implementation. Third, you have a desire to work with an insurance advisor who has a personal risk management competency, in addition to insurance expertise. At a bare minimum, being open to learning about risk management strategies is important. Clients and their advisors need to understand that not all risk management strategies will be utilized in all cases, but awareness of those strategies can still be useful. The decision to implement a strategy needs to be thoughtful and include assessment of the various data points like cost, time commitment, post-implementation maintenance, and other factors. Here are a couple examples of risk management strategies that I have implemented. 
First one is uh, the risk to mitigate is water leaks. One of the most prevalent uh, risks to homes in the United States is leaks from water. So the risk management strategy is to install an automatic water shutoff valve. This is a device that a plumber installs in the main line of your home that can help protect you from water leaks. The cost of this device ranges, but it can be anywhere from $500 to $2,000 depending on the device and the plumbing system characteristics. The time to implement varies depending on the plumbing system and its complexities. The post-implementation maintenance involves uh, software updates and normal equipment maintenance. The benefit of this strategy is that it significantly reduces the damage caused, or the potential damage caused by water leaks. So that's one strategy. Another strategy that is a little bit more complex is uh, dealing with flood and flooding, uh, flood damage from storm surge. The risk management strategy is to elevate a home above the base flood elevation so that it is positively elevated. The cost of this strategy varies, but it's not, uh, it's not a few hundred or even a few thousand dollar strategy. This could be tens of thousands of dollars to elevate a home uh, as this is a major construction project. The time to implement this is undetermined as it depends on the weather, it depends on many factors, it depends on the contractor selection. Uh, so uh, this can be anywhere from uh, a few weeks to a few months. And then the post-implementation maintenance, uh, that's just you know the normal maintenance on your home and, and its new structure. The benefit of doing this though is that it significantly reduces the potential damage that could be caused by storm surge and flooding. So there are many other risk management strategies to consider when developing a protection plan, and the solution is not always uh, to spend money on a product or service. A strategy could also be a change in behavior that leads to a safer environment. An example of this would be avoiding texting while driving or ensuring cars are locked in the garage or locked in the driveway throughout the night. Sometimes a simple change in behavior can be more effective than buying a product or service. So let's talk about the personal risk management framework and what that looks like. So once it's determined that a personal risk management mindset will be utilized, the next step is developing a plan that can be executed. There are three steps or three components to a thorough personal risk management plan. And they are as follows. The first step is to prepare and plan. The second step is to predict and prevent. And the third step is to respond and recover. Each of these areas targets a certain aspect of risk management that should be incorporated into a comprehensive personal risk management plan. So let's start by talking about the first phase or first step. Prepare and plan. Planning and preparation are the focal point at the beginning of the personal risk management process. This is the foundation of your risk management plan and therefore will take some time and energy to put in place. Here are some of the key ingredients to putting together a plan. First, conduct a risk assessment and insurance analysis. During a risk assessment, the advisor should not only discuss the obvious risks like homes, valuable collections, and cars, but also inquire about other areas of risk that may not be as obvious. Some examples include domestic employees, serving on a not-for-profit board, traveling for business or pleasure, 
entertaining at home, renting boats or other vehicles through the internet, and many other types of activities that carry risk. Most importantly, the insurance advisor should take time to discuss liability exposures and offer counsel regarding excess liability. Second, work with an insurance advisor who also offers personal risk management services. These professionals typically identify themselves as personal risk managers or advisors and may have the following uh, designations. Uh, The first designation is uh, called Certified Advisor of Personal Insurance, or CAPI for short, C-A-P-I. The second is Certified Personal Risk and Insurance Advisor, or C-P-R-I-A. And the third is Certified Personal Risk Manager, or CPRM. So these designations, you'll find them at the end of folks' names, uh, and they just show that these individuals uh, have gone through a rigorous training process to learn more about risk management for individuals. The third step is to prepare an inventory of the contents in your home, including art, jewelry, and other valuable items. Uh, A tool that I have recommended to many clients is called Home Zada, H-O-M-E-Z-A-D-A.com. This is a tool that you can purchase through the internet. I think there is a free version as well that takes you through a simple process to conduct a home inventory. Once you have a home inventory, uh, a claim can be made much more efficient because you'll have a record of all the belongings in your home and potentially their values as well. And then this is something that can be shared with a claims adjuster to help them adjust a claim more quickly and accurately. Step four is to prepare an emergency contact list. This is a list of contact information for family members, emergency services, doctors, and other folks who may be needed in the event of emergency. This is something that should be physically printed so it is available in the event that technology is not working. Step five is develop an emergency evacuation plan and share it with family members. This is an effort to streamline the process of home evacuation in the event of an emergency. It it should identify important documents and belongings that need to be taken in a rush situation to enable a quicker recovery after a devastating loss. A good target for the time frame that you should take and you and your family should take to get out of the house in an emergency situation is 15 minutes. Step six is create a family constitution. This is a document created by family members to identify values, responsibilities, and rules that the family wishes to operate under. It will help guide decision-making and provide a common starting point for family members. The second stage of the personal risk management process is to predict and prevent losses. This is the process of utilizing technology and practical solutions to identify risks before they become major issues. Some solutions can automatically intervene in the midst of a situation to prevent a major loss. Here are some examples of strategies that are utilized to predict and prevent losses. First one I mentioned earlier is called an automatic water shutoff valve. This device monitors the water in a home's plumbing system and will shut the water off if it detects a leak. The second solution is a standby backup generator. 
A standby backup generator will provide an alternate power source if power is interrupted from its normal source. Power will uh, provide electricity to necessary systems within the home, like the refrigeration, the air conditioning, the heat, so on and so forth, to prevent a loss. The third strategy is to install hurricane-rated opening protection in homes that are catastrophe-prone or in the, that are typically found in the way of hurricanes. This will ensure that a home that is exposed to hurricanes can withstand high winds and flying projectiles in the most vulnerable areas, the windows and doors. The fourth strategy is to utilize a virtual private network. This is a solution that will provide a secure way of utilizing the internet so that criminals online have a much more difficult time hacking your system or invading your privacy. The fifth strategy is to turn off texting while driving, and this is more of a practical uh, solution uh, and sometimes a simple risk-based decision to avoid a potential harmful behavior can be the best way to avoid a loss. And avoiding texting while driving is, easy, is an easy decision to make and will significantly reduce the likelihood of an auto accident due to distracted driving. The, the sixth solution that I'll mention here is to review contracts carefully. So contracts can be anything from the contract that you set up with a wedding planner to rent a hall for your wedding. Uh, it could be a contract with a rental car company or Airbnb uh, to rent a home. Uh, it could be a contract to rent a boat. Uh, but you have to remember that contracts are written to benefit the person or business who created them. This means it's critical to read through them and understand exactly what's involved prior to signing. An example of a situation where thorough contract review would have protected and insured is when signing a contract for a construction project at home. Some contracts include a waiver of subrogation clause. This clause prevents your insurance company from being reimbursed for damages the contractor is responsible for. So something that I recommend my clients want to avoid. Another example occurs when hosting an event and a caterer is hired. The caterer's contract may include a provision that places liability for food poisoning on the host versus including it in their coverage. Taking the time to review each section of a contract will help you prevent losses that you may have to pay for if you don't take that time. So the purpose in, in going through some of these examples is not to give an exhaustive list of strategies but to give you some examples of strategies that can be implemented in different situations, and also to make you aware that when you work with someone or even just have the personal risk management mindset, you know these are the types of things that you think about and, and the types of solutions that you'll look for uh, to implement in your own lives. So let's move on to the last phase of the personal risk management process, and that's to respond and recover. So after a loss, there are many details to consider and decisions to make. Most people are not familiar with how to handle a loss situation since it's not something that happens very often. Some of the things to consider are the following. Who to contact in an emergency? Is it the fire department or the police department or a neighbor? What type of damage was caused? Is it fire? Is it smoke? Is it a water leak? Flood? Is it a cyber incident where someone hacked your personal computer? What is the extent of the damage? How, how drastic is the damage? 
Is it a serious fire where you need to evacuate the home? A simple kitchen fire that can be put out with a, with a fire extinguisher? I, is there insurance in place for this loss? You know, once you have a loss and you're, you're in the midst of it, you're probably not thinking about insurance, but once things calm down, you want to know how your insurance is re- going to respond. What is the cost of repairs? Again, once things have calmed down after a loss, you want to figure out what it will cost to repair and what that entails. Also, who will assist with the mitigation and cleanup? Many personal risk managers or advisors, uh, insurance agents who, who practice that, uh, can assist with this process by making a recommendation to a mitigation company or a cleanup company for you, if you don't know one. Who will assist with the repairs and or reconstruction? This is the contractor selection or the body shop selection. Again, uh, an insurance agent may be able to make a recommendation here if you don't have these services in your, uh, in your contacts. How long will the repairs take? Is this a one to two week repair or is this a repair that's going to take several months or longer? What will, what will replace the need in the interim? So if it was a car that was damaged, are you going to need a rental car? If it was a house that was damaged and you're not able to live in the house or condo while it's being repaired, where are you going to live? So these are all questions that will come up in the event of a loss. Even a little bit of planning and research into these questions ahead of time can improve the response time and recovery period in a loss situation. Insurance advisors who offer risk management capabilities will also be able to assist with some of these questions after a loss. For example, they might recommend a disaster mitigation company to help with the cleanup after a fire or coordinate with a rental car company to provide substitute transportation while a damaged car is being repaired. The goal of having a response and recovery plan in place is to reduce the amount of time it takes to get back to the way life was prior to the loss. So as we wrap up, just having a risk management mindset will, have, will help you and or your clients get on the right path to developing a personal risk management plan and becoming more resilient to a potential loss. As a personal risk manager, my goal is always to help my clients avoid a loss and make sure that they have the right coverage in place so that they can recover quickly from a loss. Thank you for listening to the Private Client Risk and Resilience Podcast. I hope you found this information helpful in your efforts to protect the things that matter most to you. If you'd like to be notified when a new episode is available, please click the subscribe button. Also, if you like the material in this show, I would be very grateful if you would write a quick review so others can understand the benefits they might also receive from listening. Thanks again for your time. Take care and please be safe out there.